Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to kind of uh, another episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast, I guess. This is uh, what they call a swap cast. I recently got a chance to sit down at one of the local downtown Prescott watering holes, the Raven Cafe, with Mr. Mile High Show, Matt Santos, and fellow local Prescott podcaster who is braver than both of us, who does a video podcast with a couple other hardcore Star Wars nerds. That's uh, Mr. Dirk Vandenberg from the Blue Milk Podcast. And we talked about summer blockbuster movies. Mostly about the movies that Im impacted our individual lives. We also talked a little bit about the movie theaters that we went to. Uh, Mr. Ma Haisho, you know, always talks about growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area and some of the incredible movie theaters that he got to go to back then. Dirk talks about going to the Cine Capri down in Phoenix. Uh, he grew up down in Phoenix, and we all reminisce about the good old days of the drive-in movie theater. And then I also discuss attending uh, one of the places I spent a lot of my time growing up as a child, especially in the summer, and that is Mysterious Mike and I's, I don't want to say, like, giant movie theater, just cinema i guess it was three screens small little place but uh i reminisce about that because i spent a lot of hours there it is no longer there i think it's a church or something now so i talk about that we have quite a few beers at the raven cafe i got a chance to meet their newest manager her name is alexis very sweet lady definitely make sure pop in say hello tell you heard about the raven on the Mile High Show or the Real Film Nerds podcast. She would be giddy about that. So uh, enough of me ranting and raving because uh, this is a long one. It, it felt like we talked all night and drank all night. But it was a blast. I had a great time. And I hope you enjoy listening to uh, the three of us chat it up about uh, summer blockbuster movies and just movies in general. Don't forget to tell your friends about the Real Film Nerds podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share all three of our podcasts. Try and support the local podcasting scene. We're doing right to do nothing but grow and get bigger and better and have more guests on and do more material and see more movies. Let us know how we're doing. All of us. Email all of us. Visit all our websites, you know. Milehighshow.com, thebluemilkpodcast.com. RealFilmNerds.com, uh, it's all similar across all the different social medias, except for uh, the Blue Milk Podcast. I believe you can find them on YouPorn. Uh, I'm not sure why they decided to do that, but tear it up, man. More power to you. Get as many viewers as you can. So enough of my ranting and raving. Enjoy Real Film Nerds Podcast 113 slash Mile High Show Podcast. 207 and mike and i will be back next week to chat with you about james gunn's latest horror superhero movie brightburn until next week everybody go out and catch a movie
Well, thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. You're listening to a podcast. Um, you're listening to number 207. We are recording here at the Raven Cafe in Prescott, Arizona on Cortez Street. Check them out at, uh, at the link uh, below because I don't remember anything. Hey, what's your website? Ravencafe.com. Ravencafe.com and the Raven Cafe on Facebook. Hey, hey, we're a professional outfit here. Leave us alone. Uh, we, <laughs> we are hanging out here, we being from the, uh, uh, the Real Film Nerds podcast, Mr. Matt Henshaw, and Dirk the Drinker from the Blue Milk podcast. We're sitting down. We're going to get into some memories of movies and summer blockbusters because we're about to break into the summer season and summer vacation. So stick around, listen in on that. We're going to have a good time. I'm, I'm guessing we are. Usually I record these after the podcast. This one I'm doing beforehand, so I'm just assuming, I'm predicting that we had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, check out uh, our Amazon link at milehighshow.com for all your online shopping. It's a way to support the show and make sure I can pay this bar tab when we're done. Uh, what else is going on? The third Thursday of every month right here at the Raven is the Raven Spectacular. It is happening, well, it's happening tomorrow. Uh, the day we're recording this, but about five days ago when this actually comes out. So I will predict I, I had a fairly decent set. It's an open mic that, that Raven Spectacular every third Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Raven Cafe. It's a lot of fun, a good mixture of, uh, of musicians, poetry, storytelling, and a few of us idiots up there telling a joke or two. So check them out. Again, links are at the Raven Cafe uh, website, Raven's Facebook page, and uh, right there at the Mile High Show Facebook page as well. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Sit back and enjoy our conversation with Dirk Vandenberg of the Blue Milk Podcast, Mr. Matt Hinshaw of the Real Film Nerds Podcast, and me, the host of the Mile High Show for episode 207, recorded right here at the Raven Cafe in Prescott, Arizona. Matt, you brought notes. Yeah, well, you might, that's because I am of the Real Film Nerds podcast, <laughs> and I like dates, and I like times, and I like lists. Well, so and I know let's clarify. I let's clarify. When he says he likes dates, he's either talking about dried fruit or marks on the calendar, because he ain't getting any other kind of dates out there. <laughs> I was trying to think of the I same do thing. live in Prescott, Arizona, where I've dated all three women under the age of 65 here. Are you kidding, man? You kidding? This place is filled, filled with beautiful women. Right here in the bar, actually. There's a couple. There's one right behind you. She's sitting with her husband, I think. And they're getting prettier oh, all the time. They're getting prettier all the time. I'm sure he'll be. Dirk, he'll, what do you, he'll, we're, I'm going to steal a page right out of the Blue Milk podcast. Excuse me, the Real Film Nerds podcast. Dirk, what are you drinking? <laughs> <sighs> I think she said it was an Alaskan Amber. And oddly enough, also the name of the girl sitting behind uh, Inshaw. I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the question is: Is that the stripper name or? Oh, of course. Okay, so that's the professional How, name. How's it taste? Ask Alaskan it's not Amber. Bad. Yeah. It's a good beer. It's a very common beer. It's just you come to a place like this, you want to get something a little bit more risque. And I did. I wanted to, but they didn't have it. Which one are you looking at? Something else. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the, the 180 shilling isn't bad. 
but it's the little 10 ounce. What, what are you drinking, Maddie? I don't know. Whatever you're drinking. Some kind of fruity cider thing. It's yes. It's crazy, a, it's crazy it, sweet. It is a shilling, shilling Emerald City Blackberry Pear Cider because I am a firm believer of getting your fair servings of fruits Fruit. and vegetables every day. Well done. Makes two of us. I'll Bloody Marys, <laughs> tomato juice. It's both a fruit and a vegetable, I think. I don't know. I, you're the scientist. It's what? a fruitstable. Fruitstable? <laughs> okay, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ketchup. It's a vegetable. Know. You know, uh, it, this time I really don't care what it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, give the plugs. Let's get those out of the way. Milehighshow.com, links to all the social media and all that good stuff. And that Amazon link. Don't forget, use that Amazon link so I can pay this bar tab. Maddie, give all your plugs. No, dude, nobody listens anyways. It's fine. Well, do your podcast. They listen exactly. to mine. They listen to yours, so they don't need to know about mine. So, Dirk, go ahead. Man, come on. Come out. Come on. No, seriously, nobody listens. Do but it. It's realfilmnerds.com. At realfilmnerds everywhere. If you want photos not shot by the other Matt, it's at Inshot Photo. <laughs> but as I was re- relating to your f- Facebook post today from the Hitapixel uh, website, the news photo website. Yeah. Do that. Did you watch that video? That was so depressing. Oh, oh, of the working for yeah. free, yeah. And yeah, I did. It takes them posting something like that for people to know. You and I have been dealing with that, especially locally, no, here, they, for 10 years. They po- they po- people post things like that all the time, and then it gets people all riled up for a week, and then they forget. And then those same people that, which oddly enough, when I post these, what, what it is, is it's a, it's a photographer venting on the fact that people work for free. And, uh, and I have had people, I've posted those before, similar posts and similar videos, and people will comment on them and say, that's ridiculous, you're an artist. Those same people, two weeks later, are calling me to do some stuff for free. So it's nice. So don't do things for free. Go to milehighshow.com, use that Amazon link, and help me pay this bar tab. Okay, Dirk, where can folks find out about you and your cohorts on that Filthy Mouth podcast you do? Filthy Mouth, it's accurate. Um, Remember... This one is not. The Blue Milk, <laughs> the Blue Milk Podcast.com takes you to our YouTube page where we have all of our videos, all of our episodes. Facebook.com also look up the Blue Milk Podcast and we have exclusive content there. We're also on Twitter and various other. Now, you guys are fancy. You do no, a video podcast. We no, do. you are. You do a video podcast. We are a video. Because for anybody that knows me specifically or Matt Hinshaw, there's a reason we are behind the camera most of our lives. Well, I do not want to be on video. Some of us should be <laughs> just on radio. Now, now, you guys aren't doing a an audio separate stream, right? It's strictly video, no. Strip, no. strictly it's, YouTube. It's been thrown around, but we yeah. haven't taken that step but yet. you guys get i'm not, not joking you guys get fancy you have intros you have graphics you have some giggling boy drinking ciders in the corner what's his name who's who's on your show with you there jacob? is jacob sparks <laughs> and b uh bj lordy bj lordy I forgot his name i love me. bj well specifically i love his mom and not in a weird way 
She pays oh, me. She every, cuts me my check. She is the finance uh, finance weirder. clerk. No, helping. she's a finance clerk for one that, of my clients. That is a little creepy, yeah. No. She pays him now. <laughs> she, she works in the finance department for one of my clients. So every month I send nice. I send BJ's mommy my invoice, and, and she uh, she deposits money in my account. We love you, Kat. Does she there put little X's and O's on it, too? No, I oh, I don't man. believe she knows my name. She knows my <laughs> wife more, more than she knows me. I don't care as long as that money hits my account each and every month by the 5th. Fair enough. Okay, so you got BJ, Lordy, you got J, uh, Jacob, Jacob Sparks, and yourself, and you guys get visited uh, periodically. Oh, I'm sorry. You get visited periodically with, uh, with uh, your significant other. Every once in a while, yeah. What what, what is her? We just name call for her the, the woman. The woman. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that's what I call her off camera as well. Now you do. You, correct me if I'm wrong. You take care of kind of the the graphic stuff and the production value of the Blue Milk podcast. Yeah, kind of. I handle the animation. I handle editing credits. What I call cooking the episodes, yeah. getting them all prepped and ready to go up on YouTube. So I'm more the technical side of things. Now, Maddie's Real Film Nerds is a dissection with his, uh, with his uh, secret agent in hiding, Mike Talent. They discuss movies both new and what do you call the... Uh, you could just say my hetero life mate. What do you call the... Uh, the uh, the uh, older ones, you could, what's the term you guys use? I forget. Legacy. Okay, I do legacy. Legacy it's podcast. Not currently in the theaters. Yeah. If it's on a streaming service, it is known as a tributary. Yeah. So it's not uh, Netflix and chill. It's tributary because it's streaming. So. So you guys fun. cover all Everything. kinds of subjects, all kinds of movies of that, and you do. Yeah. Our, you, what episode are you up to now? Well, 111 was yesterday. We've had to cut back because uh, Mike is, has a real life. And he's married, and he's trying to create more life, and his wife likes doing stuff with him, I guess. It's really weird. Probably the whole creating life thing. Yeah, it's both of that. It's a lot of that. But um, So he doesn't have time anymore. Yeah. It kind of sucks. So we did 111. We're doing one a week now instead of two a week. Where 111 came out yesterday, and it was about the new, um, I guess, dramatization of Ted Bundy. Yeah. Starring Zac Efron, it was an interesting Netflix film. Now, uh, Dirk, you guys, Blue Mill Podcast. For those of you in the know, I had to ask. I had to Google it when I first met you, what, a year and a half ago, whenever it was. Yeah, what that. Star Wars is? No, what Blue Milk was. I've watched them. I've had <laughs> yeah, great naps. Uh, but yours is, is Star Wars-centric, right? Yes. That's what you guys are doing? Yes, anything and everything Star Wars related. Well, that leads into why, uh, why I wanted to sit down with you two guys specifically. One, uh, because it was an excuse to get out to the Raven. Uh, but also because as we're coming into now, uh, like I said, we're recording this on one day. It'll be out in about a week or so. We're coming into summer break, summer summer vacation for school. Uh, my my little guy, he's going to be coming out of third grade, getting ready for fourth. And uh, one of the big things when I was growing, I'm the oldest one at this table, but when I was growing up, you can't be more than ninety. No, right, eighty nine and a half. What is that in months? You're the you're the scientist. I'm not calculating anything <laughs> right now. But when I was younger, and when we were growing up, when all of us were growing up, because it hasn't changed until I still have not grown up fairly recently when we were when we were younger. I can vouch for that. Yeah. 
the summer blockbusters were huge, and also the holiday blockbusters. There were there were release times for movies. Yep. There were times, uh, even on TV, when when movies would play the same time every year. Oh yeah, we'd wait Be- for them. Yeah, pre cable, pre pre streaming, obviously pre for me anyway, pre DVD. We had thirteen TV channels. Yeah, and we waited every year for Twilight Zone type thing. All of that has changed. We want to talk about how we consume movies have ch- has changed, how we look forward to movies. There's still those ones, those marquee ones, like Star Wars, like the, like the superhero, like the Marvel Universe movies that are big releases still. That people, but it was before, it was the major movies. That's how they were released. So we want to talk a little bit about that. Talk about how we consume movies, how we consume content now, how that's changed over the years. Uh, but right now, a little background because Dirk, you've sat with us. We've talked before, but let's refresh the listeners, the listener. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of your background. Now, I was joking. I, 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 I'm 53. What do you, what are you, Maddie? I don't know. 37. Dirk, where I'm do you fall? 43. 43. So I got 37. Really. Yeah. You I always swore you were older than like me, man. Or you something. are. Well, you know, he has lived a hard life. You, he hasn't right? lived right, and you know it. <laughs> Dirk, okay, so 43, born in 76, 75, Correct. 76. What are, your, what, what are your memories of first movies that you were seeing at the theater? What, 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 some of the ones that stick in your head. And we have discussed this before. The first movie I can remember ever seeing is the original Star Wars. Yeah. I was a year old. And you remember that? I remember it. I remember the ending specifically, yeah. but I, I remember the we were at a drive-in. I remember the music. I remember my parents. I, it's, it's a very solid memory, memory. Wow, cool. I love it. Now, for when I was growing up, obviously, you know, as a as a young kid, my, well, back up a little bit, my mom, when she grew up in the 30s, they went to the movies all the time. They lived near a theater. It was walking distance. Every Saturday, they would get a nickel, be able to get in the movie, buy a, buy a treat, a snack, a candy, or popcorn, whatever, and spend all day in the movies. That was the kitty matinee things. Yep. They would go in and watch cartoons, watch a couple of B-roll movies, watch some, the major one, then some serials. They would be, she has beautiful stories that we grew up listening to about when they, her and all her brothers and sisters and the kids from the neighborhood would go to the theater, the Bal Theater in San Leandro, California. The, 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 the Bal? B-A-L. Oh, okay. And uh, a big right. movie house. And they would spend all Saturday watching movies. And that's what they did. And then they'd go home and act them out. It was a big thing. So growing up, I'm the youngest of six kids. We grew up with my mom's love of movies. So we watched old movies on TV and stuff. But as a youngster, you know, obviously the Disney movies, the Herbie, the Love Bugs, things like that. Right. Um, Swiss Family Robinson, the kiddie movies and cartoon movies we would watch. The first movie that wasn't a kid movie, and I don't like using the word adult movie because obviously it wasn't an adult movie, but the first non-kid movie. Wrong podcast for that. (laughs) The first kid movie, non-kid movie that I saw in the theater was uh, Fiddler on the Roof. 
and I believe it was a re-release because they used to do that too. Yes. They would release something a few years later. It would come out because there was no cable. There was no HBO, nothing like that. Right. So they would re-release it, get some money. You know, the studios would get another payday. And I remember going to see that as a family. My uncle and some cousins went with us. We went as a group to see it. And to this day, because of that, Fiddler on the Roof is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a good, because good one. Because stuck in my head is seeing this for the first time on the big screen and just falling in love with it. I am not a big Star Wars fan, as have been discussed we on this many of times. We know. Because I didn't see any of those movies, the Star Wars movies, until I was already mid-late teenager. I was in high school. So it didn't Missing have out. that impact on me. I, I'm, I have no doubt whatsoever, had I saw them... When did it come out? 76, 77? Had I saw it when I was 11 years old? <laughs> had I saw the original Star Wars when I was 11 years old, there is no doubt in my mind I would be a Star Wars fanatic. I know that. It's just, by chance, that wasn't what my mom liked. She wasn't a sci-fi person. She liked the drama. She liked the musicals. So that's what we saw growing up. Uh, but I, I, there's no doubt in my mind I would have loved those. My son, who now, thanks to the collection of Matt Hinshaw, we have we still got them. Yeah, the I know you probably still have my yeah we've DVD got the, version. Yeah, we've got the DVDs. It's been almost a year now. No, it's, it's been, been like, like three, three or years. Four, oh, jeez. My son yeah. saw them when he was seven, and he loves them. So again, no doubt in my mind, I would have been right. I would have probably started a comparable blue blue milk podcast type of thing it, had that been what what I was introduced to as a kid so you seeing it at at you know pre toddler I'm sure is just one year old yeah now what what do you remember other than like you said the closing the music what jump forward a year two years three years whatever that memory starts hitting what are some of the movies that you saw growing up that really stuck aside from the original Star Wars? Well, let's see. Movie-wise, I don't really remember anything specific until mid-'80s. Yeah. Where so when Back nine, to the Future came out. Yeah. Back to the Future was one that we saw in the theater. Uh, Ghostbusters was one yeah. that we saw in the theater. Where did you grow up? What what was childhood Phoenix. for you? in Phoenix? Yeah. What was it? Was there a theater you went to, or were there? Did you? Was there like one that there, your family went to? There wasn't one specifically. There was one that I loved. What was that one? The Seneca Pre downtown. And why? What was the? Just the screen, and it, it was. It's a used to be. I don't. Uh, Seneca Pre got torn down 10 years ago or something Cine like Cine that. Cine yeah, the Cine original Seneca Pre. down actually even longer than that. I think it's closer to 20. Oh, jeez. Because I've now only I feel ever old. got to Thanks. sit in the real Seneca Pre like once. Why was it so special? What was It's the, huge. It had a it's curved enormous. screen. It was the only theater with a curved like screen. Like cinemascope and the, thing? And the screen yeah. was huge. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, it was okay. enormous. It, 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 it sat two, three hundred people, I think. Uh, more than that. It was yeah. close it to about It was a movie house. It, it was, wasn't yes. a multiplex. Well, right. And they revamped it. They brought it back, but it's not the same. No. There's the Cinema Capri. They bought the name and everything, Harkins, because I think Harkins originally yeah. bought the theater. Yes. 
And they have one in uh, North Scottsdale, but it's not the same. No, yeah, I actually it saw uh, Metallica's uh, some kind of monster. Oh, it's it right, it's right off the 101, isn't yes. it? Yes. I, yeah, right. I've seen the sign. Okay, so going there. Well, what? what Describe what it was like going in as a kid, as a nine, ten year old kid at the Cinema Capri. The first time I was there, it it appears smaller than it is. It's an oval theater, and it doesn't look like it would hold very many people. Yeah, there's there's there were well <laughs> there he is. There used to be there were two aisles, only two aisles. There was no middle aisle for this theater, so you had to come in from two different directions and find a seat. Yeah. And walk through if you got there late, you had to walk through all these people <laughs> and everything. But what was really cool about it is when the just be just as the show started or just before it started, about ten minutes before, they'd put on classical music. So I had a love of music even back then. The overtures. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the music would fade and these curtains would go up and reveal this screen. And yes. it was so it just, was it, it was, was a reveal. Yes. It, it, it was, was a, so cool. It was an event to go to the theater. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 What Maddie, you grew up in Sierra Vista. What was the uh, what was the movie situation when you were growing up? When I was growing up it was oh, Excuse rough. me. When you were young, since you haven't grown up yet. I hope never to grow up because then life will become boring. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Because I know Dirk hasn't grown up either. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I try to keep it hidden, man. Don't let you my secrets out. You have a podcast out. based solely on Star Wars. Yeah, my you mother brings that up, up too. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the theater situation? It was rough. It was rough being in a small town, military town. We had two theater options until I was in high school. It was a three screen. I reminisce it quite a bit on the Real Film Nerds podcast because... My co-host also grew up in that town. He never went to the other theater, but we always went to R&M Cinema is what it was called. I think it's R and M now. R&M. Like I'm, Robert Michael? Yeah, I'm not sure what R&M stands for, but uh, old guy owned it with his family. Three screens, that was it. So if a big movie came out, you only had one option because yeah. it was on all three screens. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I I brought a, my notes as you pointed out earlier of multiple summer blockbusters that set me on fire. But um, the other screen, reminiscing about the Cine Capri, he's gonna yeah no. Um, on the military base, they had a single theater, much like the Cine Capri, not as big though, and it was enormous, giant screen. My father preferred going there because he was military. Uh, I don't know if he got discounts. I'm sure he did. But they even had a balcony and everything. And I remember vividly as a child going there and seeing, like, Braveheart. I was older with Braveheart. I think I was probably in middle school then. But um, every single time you'd walk in and same thing, curtains and all that stuff. And they just had the one balcony. They didn't have the side ones. It just was a looked like a big cube. It's military. Yeah. Concrete cube is what it looked like. But it was a theater. And you'd walk in, and I remember... Every single time, right before, I don't even know if they showed previews. They might have. But they always had the national anthem. And they would have the American flag waving. And they had planes flying across the screen, bombing stuff. And <laughs> all kinds of just, you know. Propaganda. Right. Military <laughs> yeah. propaganda. Because yeah, yeah. we're seeing a movie on the military <laughs> base. And my dad, granted, he was in the military 20 years. Retired 20 years. You know, he did it until he was almost 40. 
and he would stand up just like everyone else. You had kind of had to, but he would stand up and he'd salute. And he hadn't saluted in 10, 15 years, and he, every single time. And I remember that vividly, every single movie. I was just like, at the point, I was like, man, do I have to get up again? <laughs> hey, we, let, let's give uh, uh, the Hinshaws, Marian and, and Dave, a, a little shout out. They just celebrated 50 years 50 last years, week. Man. Well done, yeah, guys. Two weeks ago. Yeah, beautiful. No, it was last week. They just left on uh, Sunday to go back home. Beautiful photo your mom posted, one of their wedding photos. And you know what? They, I can't believe how much your sister looks like your mom. Yeah. At that age. And your dad, man, they look sharp. They look sharp. And I got to so say, your, your mom is awesome. Yeah, my mom is very awesome. Your mom is so cool. She's a trouble. I like her so much more than I like you. Yeah, day, she's you been know, on. Most people do. She's been on this podcast before. Remember when we <laughs> cornered is, her in she the? She was yelling in, down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> now, growing up, when I, before you guys were born, uh, we had a lot of theaters in in the area I grew up in. Uh, there were three mainstream ones: the Southland Cinema which was at the mall, separate from the mall, not, not like inside of it, but, you know, in the same parking lot. Then the Festival Cinemas, which I think was four screens. That was the big one. Southland was two. Jeez. Festival Cinema was four, I think four. And then the Hayward Cinema, which was two screens. Then they closed down for remodeling and opened as the Cinema 5. They added two, three screens. In a town of 3,000. No, we were like 150,000. But it was uh, when they closed down and reopened, it was huge. Five screens. And a couple years later, hey, come on over. A couple, <laughs> a couple years later, the festival closed down and opened up as the Festival Nine. And at that point, some of my buddies in high school were working there. So we used to go in there for free. So that was nice. like the festival was Southland was kind of the where the older folks would go. And it was the family theater, you know, family movies, Disney and stuff. General General Cinemas was the one. Do you guys remember General Cinemas? You know, like now there's Harkins and there's what are some of the other but ones? Har Harkins is a statewide brand. Harkins originated no, in Arizona. Yeah. They've kind of taken over. But General the Cinemas. Big ones, the national ones are like AMC, yeah. and Cinemark, and stuff like that. But, well, back then, it, what, they weren't even around. It was like Lowe's and <laughs> things like that. I'm talking like years ago. But the General Cinemas used to have that intro before the, uh, before the uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it off of YouTube because I know it's there. I'm going to use that. As either our intro and outro or outro music for the concession Be stand. Yeah, and it was a dun, dun, oh jeez, I do remember that. It was this really jazzy, almost Henry Mancini yep, kind of, yep, thing. and was. then it, it was the dancing popcorn and the dancing yep, soda. Yep. That was strictly General Cinemas. If you were seeing that, you were in a General Cinemas theater. That was Southland. Then it I would go into the, that. then it would go into the uh, the the previews, the Cinema Five or the the Hayward Cinema. That was more of like all the Disney stuff would play there. The festival always had the bigger movies that would come out, the big blockbusters that we were talking about. And that was more of the place where like the high school kids went. And that was like the cooler place that came out. They had, the theaters all had a different feel. And at that time, we had within bike riding distance... Three drive-in campuses, three drive-in theaters. Nice. And I say bicycle distance because at nine, ten years old, a whole nother time, this is long before perverts were invented, we used to drive our bikes, hop the fence, and stay out watching 
watching drive-in movies. So that had to be within a 15-mile radius. No, bike riding? Yeah. No, no. I, probably four, three or four miles. Still. Yeah. A lot farther than you're allowed to go now. Oh, yeah. No. I wouldn't. I, I was nine, ten years old. I, I wouldn't let too. my kid walk down the street. I don't. No way. I yeah, know. Yeah, but you do I know live in who Chino lives Valley. in <laughs> But we used to ride our bike. We used to take a sleeping bag, ride our bikes to the fence line, throw the sleeping bag over the fence because it had barbed wire, climb it, then set up our, our sleeping bags in a parking space and use a little speaker and watch nice. drive-in movies. Nice. So you know, th- there was movies everywhere where I grew up, but the festival played a pivotal role because when we were when I was in high school like I said I had some older friends who worked there and one of them Luong Dang was the manager and we used to get in for free so we would get in for free we'd get free popcorn and then as we got a little older um, they would turn their eyes as we carried in not like a six pack not a bottle of beer we would take in Camp cooler nice. that two people would have to carry. We'd walk them straight through the lobby and up to the projection booth. We'd watch movies from the projection booth. And we did other things up there. But this is a family show. We won't get into that. So I'm gonna about to open Pandora's box, and it's going to turn into a long oh, great. answer by him. So why do you not like movies now if you grew up around I movies, love movies all the time? you Okay, when was the last time you went to the movie theater? To the theater? It's been a while. I love even, going to the can theater. You even count that high. I'm trying to think of what I saw last. It's been a while. See, and I no. go to the theater once or twice a week. No, I I love and the like movies. I don't have time. Oh, I understand. This that. is an 18 hour day I'm working today. Tomorrow's just as long. I work seven days a week. I I I don't have time. I love going to the movies. I love going to the theater. The other flip side of that is I don't like a lot of the movies that are out now. I just don't. I don't. I don't enjoy I'll watching agree with them. that. I, I, wa- I, I love watching old out. movies. Now let's let's go back to the Brutal. theaters that were in the area. The other one was a single screen, the Lorenzo, a single screen movie palace from like the 30s and 40s, and all they showed was old movies. Nice. Uh, Maltese Falcon, Citizen Kane, and then yes. on Friday and Saturday nights they would run Quadrophenia, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. Uh, I did that. Nine-hour uh, Three Stooges marathons. You know, they would do that type of stuff. So we would go to the, and it was beautiful, velvet seats. It was, it was run down. You oh, know, yeah. it was old. But it was, you'd walk in, and it was the big screen. There was a stage in front of the screen. Yep. And so that was, we would, and we would go see older movies. West Side Story, I saw that there on the big screen. They had a binder at the ticket booth where you could write down your what what you would like to have them bring and then you'd you know to, to the theater and you'd give them your name and your telephone number and if they brought your movie to the theater you know six months down the road or eight months whatever it happens they would call you and you would get two free tickets for suggesting it that's so cool. we would put up things like you know old james garner movies you know operation petticoat you know stuff you know maverick well no this is it was a tv oh, show at the maverick. time yeah but so we would we would always do. I think we got called one. A support your local sheriff was one that got called. And I got nice. free, free tickets. And then the Bow Theater that my mom grew up going to, 
had long since closed and reopened as a Spanish-only theater. So I've never set foot in there. But in recent years, it was bought. It's still there, and they remodeled. They did the. They they restored it back to its original 1920s and 30s oh, glory. Wow. And it's a concert venue, live music. They do comedy shows there and things like that. It's it's a big palace where they do special events and fundraisers and things. Do and you, I'd like to go back because I've never stepped foot in that theater. Do you want a local connection to something very similar to oh. what you're describing right now? Um, the Elks yeah. Opera House over here does a summer movie Guess what's playing series. there tonight? And we're missing it. What? The Blues Brothers. Oh, <laughs> man. Because, yeah, what they do is they bring in... Speaking of summer unquote, blockbusters. We'll yeah, get there because I've got a story about movies. <laughs> They're not that old, but it's... 80s, 90s, sometimes no, 70s, no. sometimes They've had 60s. some older ones. Oh, yes, ju- well, Junior Bonner. Not. is Junior well, Bonner's there every year. Yeah, of course, because yeah, it's filmed film here. Me. But, I mean, you know, last year I think they had Days of Thunder. They had Top Gun. They did a lot of crews last year. But uh, They had some older ones. They, they would they pepper a, in a couple of classics, too. Yeah, they did, uh, believe it or not, they did a Scarface there, I think, once. <laughs> oh, wow. So they, they've done a wide They variety, mix it up. And it's typically just the summer when they do it. And, well, let's but plug them. Awesome. Be, I'll put a link in the notes, cause it's, and I don't remember the exact website, because it's not, I think it, it's the it, historic it used Elks. It whatever. elksoperahouse.com, but they, it might be historic Elks. But what their. Because you know those what, new people bought it. But what their entry is, is a donation. It's a suggested donation, so you can go in for a couple of bucks if you want. Obviously, many people will drop in more because it helps support the program over there and other things they do. But it's and it's such a beautiful theater. It's such a beautiful spot. I think it started out as like it was like two or three bucks, and then it went to two or three bucks donation. I don't know. Now, it, now it's, it's just a donation. It's just a donation. Yeah, because I looked at it. Oh, several months ago, they were doing a. they were doing a movie I wanted to go to and I didn't get a chance, so I'm pulling it up right now. Um, and that's another good one about Harkins, especially ours local, and uh, why I love Harkins in general, even though they're an Arizona chain and they are a chain, but they're just mostly in Arizona. Get, give them the website, man. Uh, it's PrescottElksTheater.com. So yeah. we both were way off. <laughs> now, you know well, what? No, guys. we're not. Google uh, Prescott yeah, Elks Theater. Google it'll it. pop up. But, but yeah, and it's and it go, all goes to a good cause. And they got some great movies over there. Harkins does Tuesday night classics at most, if not all, of yes, the theaters. That's right. Even though we're just little podunk Prescott, yeah, our theaters Prescott think, Valley Plex, which is in my world is still huge. Yeah, but um, they do Tuesday night classics, and they do the same thing. They and every Tuesday they have a classic movie something that's not a current run and it's great because they don't charge the full price it's i think yeah four bucks too but it's cool because you can see movies that some of us young people <laughs> did not get to see on the big screen you're so, so full of it. you know now let's go back i want to go back to the elk theater luong dang who is the manager who owns i should pull it up he owns a uh, a mexican a Vietnamese guy that I grew up with owning a Mexican restaurant in Pleasanton, California. It's supposed to be dynamite. I've never been. He used to be the manager, and then the one of the other managers and a guy I'm still hooked up with on Facebook is Lenny Green. They were a couple years older than me, so that's how we used to get in free to the theater. I'm burning them now. What's the statute of limitations on sneaking your friends into movies? When they closed, they, they were the nine plex. Then they closed and went to, like, 16 
they were rebuilding for 16 and then be, it's gone now it's been it's a home depot or something now but i think the last incarnation was like a 27 screen theater oh, which is basically like seven seats in a and a large tv screen you know when it gets yeah. down to it. but when they closed from the 9 to go to the teens whatever it was 16 17 screens they needed to still be open to generate money so they would close one of the six remodel it close another one remodel it and add on so and i don't remember the movie but it was one of those that they would get the film like on thursday night but it was for a friday premiere so they asked us we were all hanging out at dailies a bar in the mall and they called us up and said, hey, come on over. We got a screen that's available. So at about 2 o'clock in the morning, they lo- and I don't even remember the movie. I don't, it might have been like a Beverly Hills Cop, one of the Beverly Hills Cops or something. But the theater, this is how they remodeled it. They ripped the roof off, but the screen was there and all the seats were there. So we were sitting so in basically a, a so convertible. A sit-in drive-in sit-in, theater. Yeah. And we went in it. Two o'clock in the morning, and they played this movie. As we, we were all sitting in there, just getting whacked. You know, it was a lot of fun. I don't remember what movie, nice. obviously, but it was a lot of fun. So, a lot of good memories of the festival. Um, uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> when, when the Blues Brothers came out in nineteen, was that eighty, eighty one? I think it was eighty or eighty one. Oh, you know what? I think it was actually seventy. No, like no, 70s. It, go, Google sure? it real quick. Yeah, it's either eighty or eighty one. Uh, I'm not connected to the internet. I'll pay for that. I don't know what it was. Whatever it was, 80-ish. No, it's free. I'm thinking they got, they 79. Free, they got free internet here. Oh, do they? Yeah. So they're spying on me too, like Google? But when Everybody's it came out, on you. my brother... Hold on, here. Okay, I, Google. Oh, jeez. When did the Blues Brothers come out? 1980. So you said 81, yeah, June 16th. So it was a summer movie. So when it came out, living in the East Bay... My, I was the youngest. My brother, three years older than me, and then a friend of ours, Ricky, who was two or three years older than my brother, we got on uh, the BART train, which was, you know, the public transit, and took the train over to San Francisco, bounced around San Francisco during the day, then hopped on a Muni. I was 14 in 80, 14 or 15 in 80. Then we hopped on a Muni train and went to South City, the drive-in next door to the Cow Palace in San Francisco, which is basically Hunter's Point, the roughest neighborhood on the West Coast at the time. Before, well before Compton was rough, this was Hunter's Point was the roughest here. So, a 14-year-old kid, his 17-year-old brother, and a 19, 20-year-old friend. All day gone in San Francisco, then take a bus to a drive-in, hop the fence, and watch the Blues Brothers, and then got back on the BART train and came home at about two o'clock Jeez. in the morning. <laughs> how many beers of how many beers of cooler? How many? <laughs> no, well done. At that point, at fourteen, none. A di- dyslexic. No, yeah. at you, that you point, nothing. Yeah, it was just a different world back then, man. Oh, it was yeah. just a strange... Well, strange. I would oh, do the same thing, be out another, all day. And, all this day. flashing forward a little bit. Do you guys... Now, this is, uh, this is what, 87, 88-ish? You're going to have to refresh my memory. Maybe 89. When uh, U2's... A lot of snowfall jo- during those times. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's part of the story. <laughs> U, U2's Joshua Tree album was out, and the tour. Um, mid-late 80s. Yeah. And uh, we went and saw them. If you guys, I don't know if you, were you U2 fans at all or? 
there were some songs before I your liked. Time. I wasn't a huge fan. Joshua Tree and Boy, I love two of the greatest album. albums. When they were touring that, they did a free concert at Justin Herman Plaza in San Francisco before the Coliseum shows. And there was this big art sculpture, whatever. It was a big fountain. It looked like Lego blocks, but it was a fountain that this artist had done at Justin Herman Plaza. And Bono's out there singing and they're playing and he spray painted something on the sculpture. Uh, peace or end war, you know, something, whatever was in his craw at that point. During the concert, he did it and it went over great. Well, then people got in an outrage. The next night at the Coliseum, I was at the concert. I was at the concert for three show, two shows that weekend. He brought the artist out because the artist was all, yeah, we don't care, this is, it's free speech. And the artist was painting on the stage, so it was kind of a big nice. thing. Great, great. This is at a point in my life when things were not as they are today. There were various fungi consumed. There were various uh, herbages intake. Uh, there was lots of liquids taken, and there you, were you very know, many powders ingested. That really hasn't changed much. We just for me it has. Keep for, it quiet. for me it has. <laughs> but back then, ew, it was a buffet. It was a, a unlicensed pharmacist sizzler going on at that point. Uh, and that whole week, that whole weekend, that whole weekend was just a a blur. Of we ended up stage front at some point at the Coliseum and our tickets were third deck. Impressive. We don't know what happened. We don't, I don't know what happened. Now, they were filming that entire tour for the documentary Rattle and Hum. Are you in it? No, no. Oh. But when Rattle and Hum came out, we went to the festival to see it. Me and my good friend, Bobby Garcia, and we went to a 10 a.m. matinee. We started... At 6 a.m. at the Palm Villa, a nice little neighborhood bar across from Chabot College. So by 10 a.m., we're getting tickets to see Rattle and Hum, which vaguely is only a year old, year and a half old in our mind from being at the Coliseum. It was 45 minutes into this showing at a 10.30, 10 a.m. showing at the Festival Cinema where there was maybe seven people in the theater in, in a, on a you know, Tuesday morning. 45 minutes into it before it clicked that we weren't at a live show. So the two of us standing screenside at the festival cinema doing who knows what while six 80-year-olds are staring at us wondering if they should call the cops behind us. Yes, it was a memorable, yes, memorable movie. I say, you might not remember, but I'm sure it's in the police report. Oh, I'm sure it is. All right, Maddie, hit your notes. Hit what are some, notes. Of your, what are your, some of your hit blockbusters you remember? Jesus. Wow. All right, well. Wait, we're going to take a commercial break before Matt hits his notes. We'll be right back at the Mile High Show after these messages. Okay, we had to take a quick little break at the Raven, so uh, I will remind you of this. Use the Amazon link at milehighshow.com for all your online shopping. It's free to use. You click on it. It takes you to your Amazon or Amazon Prime login page. You do your shopping. We get a little kickback, a little money in our pocket. You get your stuff delivered to your home. It's a win-win situation, so use that Amazon link at milehighshow.com. Now back to the Real Film Nerds Blue Milk Podcast and Mile High Show Combo at The Raven in Prescott, Arizona. 
don't forget, do whatever that, that ad said to do. I didn't know we <laughs> were back. Whatever it is, uh, buy it. All right, man. Yeah, Support buy it. Mile High Show. Buy it. Spend it. Use it. Click it. Whatever I said a minute ago, do that. Now, if you want to hear stuff really about movies, make sure and listen to the Real Film Nerds podcast. Agreed. Where we don't talk about the movie theaters that we go to. We just talk about the movies. He hey. needs more than four listeners. Hey, you know, four is plenty. I, I'm one of your listeners, as you saw I commented the other day. Yes, thank you. Because you guys talked about me for a while and him. But he doesn't listen to you because he no, doesn't like Star Wars. No. Well, and we're filthy. We are so filthy. You're filthy. <laughs> filthy, filthy individuals. We're dirty. Speaking of filthy, oh, no. Matt's going to tell us what he used to do in the theater. Shall at we? Summer Blockbusters. Before Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Only in Florida and Sierra Vista. All right, all right, all right. So I got a list, and these are just... Big summer blockbusters, I guess I would say to me. Um, the first one I really remember that made a huge difference or impact on me was the original Batman. Well, not the original Batman. Michael Keaton's Batman. Who's that? 89? 1989. And I saw that. Wait till they get a load of me. Yeah, I saw Bye. that at R&M Cinema. And even though I grew up in a small town of, back then it was 25, 30,000. Now it's about 55, 60. Uh, the line still wrapped all yeah. around the building to get in to see that movie. And that, if you wanted to see it, you had to stand in line. That was a huge release. Yes, it was. It was something that was anticipated because, quite frankly, up until... When did the Superman come out with, with Christopher Reeves? That, that was early, early 80s. Early 80s. It was like, I, I always get the dates mixed up, but like I think the first one came out in like 80, 81. But all of them just Star Wars, huge. obviously huge. Yes. Pre that, the Planet of the Apes were huge. Yes. But sci-fi, fantasy, at that that time frame, seventies and eighties, was a television medium. That's what that's what used to come on. Right. With the exception of what we just said, and even some of the you know Planet of the Apes is great, but it's a little you know especially viewed in the two thousand and nineteen lens. You know, it's it's you know you, it's it's guys in primitive. suits. Primitive, it's yeah. primitive. But uh, there were pun, pun intended. But there weren't superhero movies really. There was Shazam on TV. There was Greatest American Hero. There were some TV shows, but there weren't big superhero movies, ex- with the exception of Superman Agreed. beforehand. But that was even they did that almost. Uh, Nostalgic kind of. It was more of a almost like a cartoony the way the way they portrayed him. It was a great movie, but the way they did it, Batman was pretty darn dark. Yeah, but it still was quite cartoony, quite silly in comparison to superhero films today. Yeah, thanks to our good buddy director Tim Burton. It brought the comic book to life, and we hadn't yes. seen Batman before '66. I mean, yeah. no, since 66, there, there was Adam also, West. Well, the cheesy was, Batman. Yeah, there was oh, also an Batman. Adam West film. Got it at home. The Batman, but it was actually a made-for-TV movie. That was never in the theaters. No, it was. It might have been. We saw it, it at the drive-ins. Originally, originally aired on the TV. No, what it, what it was was a, what they did is it was a feature film, but then they released it, they broke it up into episodes 
for a That's TV. That's what it was. But no, it, it was for together as a movie. Robin, the get the thing. shark repellent. It's, Anthony watches it at least once a month. We've got it on disc. A poor <laughs> child. Poor no, child. he loves it. But no, that that's a great one because that was an event movie. Yes, that it was, was something people were waiting for. You mentioned the uh, the uh, uh, Back to the Future franchise. Right. right. Now I remember when that came out because it, it was there was there was a lot of Northern California uh, connections to that because where there was some of the places it was filmed and stuff. Yes. Huey Lewis doing the soundtrack. Yes. He was a Marin County guy. Um, so that was really exciting where I grew up, and that was, I mean, aside from, obviously, Star Wars uh, and the franchise and uh, The Godfather and things like that, in my memory, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was one of the first big sequel uh Franchise things. Yeah, I it was. It, it was, so. and it wasn't a huge blockbuster smash hit in the theaters. It did well, but in comparison to today, it's not. You know, yeah. for then it was equivalent of a blockbuster, but it didn't light the world on fire. It did good enough to yeah. warrant two more sequels. What a, what a neat! I I, I well, love that. I'm, I'm not a big, only that, but because of the dates that were presented in the movies, eighty five. Yeah. It came back, and it built again. Well, and it also helped with the time period that they were traveling back to, because you're getting the young kids because of the sci-fi. You're getting the parents for the nostalgia. because of the nostalgia of the 50s. Yeah. That's why my father watched it. I, I, it. I haven't visited it. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's on a lot of the streaming systems and things, but I, does it hold up? Have you guys seen it recently? It does, to a There's, level. Yeah. There are... A good portion of it is kind of accurate. Yeah. But we still don't have our flying cars. No, well, no, they I were just supposed mean to be here in 2015, oh, well, man. Well, back to the, or do we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or do yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the man's keeping them down like those oh, water, water-powered combustion engines. No, but just as far as like the humor and the and the look of it, does it hold up? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. The only I thing that so. kind of falls apart, but again, it was an '80s movie, is the special effects. But yeah. you have to understand that was the time period. That was the best technology they had at that time. Yeah. So they did the best they could with what they had. I mean, today I, I was having this discussion fairly recently with Mike. Um, uh, Endgame came out April, which drives me nuts that Disney and Marvel have now made the summer movie um, intro start in April. Yeah. It's always been May, but now they push it to April. That kind of pisses me off, but fine, whatever. I still went saw it. But I loved Endgame. It's uh, probably one of the biggest blockbusters of my lifetime for sure. I saw it opening night. Um, loved it. Recommend everybody go see it. But it's, uh, it's getting to the point where a lot of these huge movies, and I don't know how the actors do it. I really don't. They stand in a room, and it's just green. Yeah. It's like watching a video game. Granted, it's a really well-crafted, beautiful-looking video game, but that's what it is. And it, it kind of drives me nuts. I like the I like the traditional filmmaking. I like the in-game stuff, but... I wish you know people would use their minds, their ingenuity, people that can build sets, people that can paint sets, yeah. people that can make props more. And uh, a movie we reviewed, not super recently, but it was called uh, Unsane. It's about a girl that thinks she's completely sane, logical, and gets locked up in a mental institution because she goes there to talk to someone, and they just lock her up. <laughs> it was 100% shot on an iPhone. 
It is a well-known director. It was a well-known writer, but they shot it on an iPhone. The whole freaking movie. And it does not look like it. You can tell at times if you're familiar. Yeah. But it, they use their mind. There's no CGI, none of that stuff. And it was a fantastic film. Nice. Interesting. I, uh, I miss, and again, like you, you'd mentioned it. I, yeah, I don't go to the movies like you guys do. One, again, I'm not a big fan of most of the stuff that comes out. Or people. Or people, for that matter. But that, no, honestly, that's one of the great things about a theater, is you can walk in, and that pageantry you were talking about, Dirk, about the, the curtains opening and the lights going and the overture music and things. When you walk into a theater, I compare it to like when you walk into a ball game. I love going to baseball games. I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I'm not the guy that can spout off uh, stats and batting averages and records and things. But there's something about walking through, especially if you're in an outdoor stadium, when you walk through the tunnel and either the bright lights and the bright green, green grass or the blue sky on a daytime game, there's just something about walking out and, and, and getting that smack in the face. Same thing at a theater. You walk in, it's quiet. Now you have to deal with things like cell phones. Your cell phone's off. You can't pause it and go to the bathroom. You can't stop the movie you know, if the phone rings or whatever, you're in there, you're locked in, hopefully, engaged in what's going on in that screen, and you don't have to look at people on either side of you, because it's dark. It's no, not like you, watching a movie in the in the front room. But you do have to listen to them and yeah. their children. You know, and there's something for that. I, I, like I said, growing up, going as a family to the movie, my mom would... And I didn't realize this till later. She would cherry pick when we would go, when there were other families there for that reason. Because yes. you know she's got six kids, five kids, and we're you know we're asking questions, and we get fidgety during this, during yes. the slow parts and things. So now in hindsight, I realize oh she picked and chose when we went. But there's something to that. As a kid, I knew when we got to the movie. We weren't going to be rambunctious like we were, not like at home. I took my son to his very first movie. I don't remember what it was. I want to say it, it might have been Planes. I remember you told me it was either Planes or Cars. Um, it wasn't the original Cars, but it was like Cars 3 or something. No, I, I, I want to say planes. it was Planes. I think it was Planes it I was, remember you called it, me about it. He was five and it was the first time we took him into a theater. I, I took him in. My wife still doesn't like it because we did it while she was at work. And she missed out on it. But we walk in, and he's a big popcorn nut like our whole family is. We grew up. That was Every night had popcorn. My dad would make it on the stove. So we walked in, and he got to get popcorn. We treated him. He got a, he got a lemonade. We got him some candy. And we walked in, and I kept telling him, Anthony... If you have to use the bathroom, you got to do it now. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, go to the bathroom. And we walk in, and he saw. And at the time, Maddie, thanks to Matt Hinshaw, we have a very large 65, 70-inch TV right now that he sw he stole from uh, a neighbor who was on vacation. Shh. I don't know what happened with it, but he ended up giving it to us. But before well, that. You know who you'd think. <laughs> You know where I got that, right? I don't remember which. Was DJ it, Sheridan. Okay. Oh, was it Sheridan DJ? Sheridan Property Group. Okay, thanks, so you can DJ. Thank him directly. <laughs> got a huge but he doesn't TV. listen to your podcast either. No, so. he was on it once. The only podcast I've never aired. 
DJ Sheridan. I've, I've heard his clip. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was Blue Milk podcast quality. At the time, at the Sorry. time, lots of swears. <laughs> at the Great. time, what we watched TV on was a laptop. That was our TV. We had a, a DVD player hooked up to a 20-inch old big tube TV, but we would watch on a laptop. That's what we watched on. And we went from that to his first visit to a theater at Harkins, and his eye, he didn't know what to do. And we went during the day, so that knowing that he would probably, you know, make some noise or he might even get scared or what, you know, who knows. We sat in the middle, and we sat there about 20 minutes into the movie. He leans over, he goes, Pop, I gotta go to the bathroom, pause it. I said, Buddy, there is no pausing. So we had to run out real quick and run back in. And now, now he loves going to the theater. I love going to the theater. It's just, you know, to walk in and be able to sit down and focus in. I, I still love the previews. I love watching oh, previews. Oh, absolutely. That's like one of the best parts. Well, I don't want to interrupt because this is a topic Mysterious Mike and I talk about frequently, especially uh, going to the theaters, why both of us go to the theaters, We've even spent episodes where we shouldn't have. We should have removed, reviewed the movie, but it turned from a half-hour episode into an hour long because half the, half an hour we talked about what the benefit of going to the theater is, why we prefer going to the theater over sitting there streaming, what the benefits of streaming are versus going to the theater. And one of the most biggest hot-button topics for me, especially here, is going to picture show and people being... Jackasses! I don't ever I remember this. They don't know how to act. Up as a kid, yeah, uh, adults, parents, parents and their kids. Um, you name it, they don't know how to act. They they talk. I, I had a couple. Yeah. It was a two, probably in their seventies, maybe even eighties, ladies that literally started talking when preview started, stopped talking when the credits rolled. Two older ladies. If you want to sit there and talk through an entire movie. Go Starbucks here at the Raven. Go Watch it at else. home. Watch Go the movie else. at home. Yes. They Where you can. The whole Pause thing. it. Yes. And I asked them multiple times to be quiet, and they wouldn't because I'm some young punk, and they're, you know, seniors. But that was um, um, the newest Liam Neeson movie, um, Taken in the Snow. Um, it was, uh, it's not Taken in the Snow, but that's what I always called it. I don't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> but it was where he gets revenge, and he's a snowplow truck driver. I, I went off for most of that podcast about these ladies talking. It was awful. <laughs> but that, 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 that whole experience, and I use that word deliberately, the experience of going to the theater is magical. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes. Coupled with that, I would like to see a movie that... Now, granted, there are... There are especially the superhero, the sci-fi movies, where you want to see them on the big screen. And I understand that. There are some, yes. There are some that you definitely want to see on the big screen. But to be able to go into a theater and be completely engaged by what's going on, on the screen, honestly, in for me and for my interests, a lot of the movies don't grab me like that now. Uh, a lot of the older ones no. do. Now, having said that, I'm like so far away from most pop culture references just because busy and, and old, and, old and lame and everything else. Out old. I don't always know about movies until long after they've been released. So I see them on a streaming service, on Amazon, on Netflix, or something like that. Just because <laughs> you know, I'm not in touch with what's going that, on. 
really makes me laugh because the woman and I, we have come across movies and how did we miss that? How did we yeah. not know that was in the theater? This is a great movie. There's been several over the last few years yeah. that we've done that with. So, so the pluses of... So listen to the Real Film Nerds podcast, and you'll know which movies to go see and which ones not to go see. <laughs> tried I'm just getting it out there. I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get listener number five. So, listener number five. Oh, okay. Dirk, you can right. do it. So I'm four and a half, man. Come on. The pluses of the theater experience are the complete immersion the pageantry of going there, especially I agree. Especially if you can go to a larger theater. There's something about not being in a closet with six other people watching yes. the TV screen. Yes. Well, um, today, another huge one today is the technology. Granted, home theater technology, just your regular TV, has come a long way, as you alluded to earlier. Yeah. You know, we grew up watching tube TVs, VHS, <laughs> waiting, stuff like that. Waiting three or four minutes for the TV to heat up. Right. It's, yeah. it's really come a long way at home, but it's still not a theater. You go into a theater, yeah. that's a multi-thousand dollar projector that's projecting at 4K, even at the crappy small theaters, because that's what they have to have, with an extremely bright bulb, with a surround sound system that, you know, you could take a second mortgage out on Right. You know, and you don't have that at home. And so you get to enjoy that for the eight or nine bucks, whatever it is now, to go see a movie. And so that, yes, the home theater experience is a lot better. I got surround sound at home. I have a okay TV. It's not incredible. It's okay. It's a hell of a lot better than it's ever been. But it's still not the level of going to a theater. Not in my opinion. I, I agree. And that is something that I always work towards is getting that theater experience yeah. in the home. And we recently moved, and I used to have a really nice sounding system, and I haven't been able to hook it up because the new house doesn't have the same setup. Yeah, well, I shot your old house, and I know. I saw the wires and all the, yeah. I mean, dude, that's one of those things about some of the newer, quote-unquote, premium homes is they are pre- hardwired for surround sound. A lot of them are. Oh, the new one, one the new one will be. Yeah. It's just going to take time. Take time, yeah. I'm looking something up right now because uh, my brain doesn't work, and obviously I didn't do well, any pre-prep for this. I'll continue my list. Well, no, I want to... I want to... Irwin movies. Allen. No, he doesn't no, want you to real, talk real quick. No, right, we'll I'm get out. there. We'll get there. Because that's um, only one sheet. Because you me- no, because you mentioned how, how the technology in the theaters now... It, uh, no question about it. It's head and shoulders above everything... Five years ago, let alone forty years ago, yes. it's just the yes. crispness, the sound, the. I'll tell you down. one better. Even my days of high school, granted, it it's getting longer and longer as we go, but mysterious Mike Talent, he alludes about it. He's talked about it a little bit. In high school, actually, I think it was maybe out of high school, might have been freshman year of college. He was running he the projections. He was a projectionist at the big theater back home in the mall. It was a twelve plex, I think, is what it is now. But back then, it was still film, and he yeah. got to learn how to cut and do trailers. He, His job was running up and down and hitting those switches so yeah. the different platters would kick in for the next reel and all that stuff. So and now, that was not even that long ago. So now all you got to do is push a button. Now, now it's literally they push a button. Now, the big, huge things. You talked about at the Cinema Capri 
CinemaScope. There was the, uh, drop back even farther than that, surround sound and Technicolor, oh, you know. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, different yeah. thing, not, not even touching on things like 3D and things like that. But now, do you guys know who Irwin Allen is? Who's a producer? I've heard the name. Irwin Allen was a producer, late 60s, early 70s, mid 70s. Give, give me a movie. Towering Inferno, yes, Earthquake. Yes, yes, I believe yes, he did yes. the airport movies, I think. Yes. I think he right. was known for these blockbuster disaster movies. Again, flip back, the local connection, Towering Inferno came out in 74. I just had to look it up. Filmed in San Francisco. The buildings that they used, we knew, we would see. So when we went to the theater to see this, it was incredible. He came out with a movie called Earthquake, set in L.A., but we grew up on the San, San Andreas and the Hayward Fault, so we knew about earthquakes. It would happen every couple of days. The movie Earthquake, when it came out, we traveled from Hayward 30, 40 miles to downtown San Jose to see it because they had, and I forget what they called it, but it was a specific sound system they installed in select theaters around the country specifically for Earthquake. What it was was speakers under the seat. So when the earthquake hit, your chair would move. That's great. And it was, it was almost, if you, what was that movie uh, came out, oh, I don't know, maybe late 80s, early 90s with John Goodman about a theater. It was set, it was set in the 50s or early 60s. John Goodman was a movie producer or something, publicity guy. It was set around the Cuban Missile Crisis in Florida. Wag the dog. Where they no. fake it, right? No. Wag oh. the Dog was a political movie. Yeah, I thought that's what No, you're this was about. a movie set in like the sixties. Oh. And he was Well done, Henshaw. Yeah, he was a he was a John Goodman played this guy who was doing basically like a Alfred Hitchcock or the the blah it was a whole horror movies. And the the movie he was promoting was so scary you can't leave the theater because and they had like nurses and firemen in the theaters you know <laughs> actors and it was it, it was you know when they were talking about you know 3D was extreme they would have smell vision where if there was a fire they would put smoke in the theater you know all these yep. kitschy things well yep. that I, I went to one of those movies to see Earthquake where the chairs would shake it was a huge thing we traveled you know an hour to go see this movie well, just to feel those chairs move. Disneyland took on that and a lot of their, well, Universal Studios as yeah. well. They do that now. They put you in a chair yeah. and there's a movie screen and you are part of what's going on. I'll do you one better. They actually have a name for this today. It is called 4D. There are a handful of theaters in the country that do it. The seats are programmable. They have programmer, programming engineers that program the seats to vibrate to spray um, <laughs> water in your face. I have uh, heard of that. Also, I have um, heard of that. Do the smells, which uh, is really interesting. You really don't people want talk about you, some movies where you they really don't, don't want, want it, it. depending yeah. on what you're watching. Um, like Endgame was one that they were promoting big time in 4D, where you know uh, if uh, Thor was going by, you'd smell I don't know like I don't know how you smell sweat and metal, but like rain. And because he's the god of thunder and all this stuff, and it was because there's thunder doesn't mean there's rain, man. Is that the tickets for him to go see a 40 movie is like 50 bucks? That's not gonna happen, not for me. All right, what's up? What else is on your list, Manny? Well, these are all just the big blockbusters. Go the second one that was very impactful to me 
um, was Terminator 2, July 1st, 91. And why that was impactful. I was in my 30s. It was was just like, (laughs) it was just like Batman. It was wrapped around the building. But for me, that was my first rated R movie. Impressive. And we snuck in. Because I was nowhere near the age of you were not what? getting in trouble for that. 91, what else you got? I was 10. Bust room, what do you got? Um, the other one that's extremely impactful I touched on earlier is Endgame. Uh, for those of you who have not seen it, Endgame does set a new bar for Blockbuster. Now, for those of you who have not paid attention to most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it is not going to do anything for you. Um, it's just going to be, oh, it's a cool movie. But if you paid attention to... At least six of the 22 films that's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's incredible. It's a great end cap of a film. I almost, like, I almost strangled me. I almost so made it through Infinity it. Wars. Almost. Couldn't in, do it. Infinity War completely turned me off. I was so unhappy really? with Infinity War. Well, see, I'm uh, a so I am nerd. not I loved excited. It, it was on that level. I'm not excited at all about Endgame. Dude, Endgame is something else. It's <sighs> it it takes like Infinity War was good, but You know what it takes? Endgame, you know what it takes? Three hours of your life. It does that it does that too. Exactly. I, I might end up looking like him. No, no, no. It it takes a lot more than this. Um he's lived a hard life too. <laughs> But he it looks younger than you no, do. You know what that is? That's from shaving his head. If he grows that out, <laughs> it's nothing but white, buddy. Okay. I, All right. I, I can't shave my head. It would okay. be real bad. But no, Endgame set Or your the face. Bar. Or your back, for like, that matter. I don't like doing that either. <laughs> I don't have hair on my back. <laughs> All right, what else? Give us some more movies. No, Come on. No, well, I'm done real now. Quick, You're getting mean. Real quick. I'll steal real your notes. Real film nerds. Says I should watch it, so I am Stop going it. to watch it. Stop it. What do you got? Stop it. It's the Star Wars movies. Oh, okay. It's no. just oh, the list of the Star Wars Great. movies. No. So you can't talk out. anymore. No. We're going to talk Star Wars. No. So, so for you listening out there, obviously you you guys all, and I'm including the listeners here, love the franchise. So that's no news to you guys. Uh, you you want to know more about them? Real film nerds covered most of them. Uh, 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 Blue Milk Podcast, a constant barrage of of Star Wars stuff. So great blockbusters, great list. Thanks for doing the homework. But this is this is what I'm going to say. I did not get to see any of the originals in the theaters. I was way too young. The summer before Episode One came out, or actually it was more than the summer. I think it was a couple years when they, they re-released, re-released yeah. all of them. It was the. Sh- George Lucas re-release. Language. Language. Write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Santos. But he beat me. I didn't do it. Filthy. Now we know why. No one listens to real film nerds. That's right. You are a filthy rot. The rot that goes through their ears. If you think what I say is bad, you clearly have never watched the Blue Milk Podcast. (laughs) I have. No, nobody watches. Well, (laughs) dude, they even dabbled into politics. Go ahead. Go. 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 So. All right, they re-released them. I saw all of them in the theater with my buddies. We stood in line to see them because there were lines. Where did you see them? And there we had our new theater. It was called Uptown 3. So I, it was uh, just like RM. It still exists today. RM shut down. The other one's still there. It's another three-screen theater. Crappy seats. Crappy screens, the usual. But they're still, okay. still there. All right. So I saw all three of them. And then uh, my senior year, episode one came out. 
So I went and stood in line for that and heavily disappointed like everybody you, else. You make me feel so damn old. Would you Episode quit? Episode two came out when I was in college. I stood in line with that for my girlfriend. And episode three was even more momentous. Um, I stood in line for hours with my girlfriend on that one because uh, I stood in line with her for Harry Potter. The benefit of episode three was I was now twenty over 21 years old by a couple years then. The movie theater I went to was in Awatuki. I couldn't get what the Harkins Tempe that was right next to my apartment. I couldn't get that. I wanted to. So I got Awatuki. But I found out the Awatuki one uh, had the bookstore stayed open late, and the bar obviously was open. So we took turns. I'd be like, okay, you want to go check out something? She'd go wander and go get something to eat or go get ice cream or go to the bookstore, and i go to the bar. So that works. we did that, and when midnight finally rolled around and they let us in the theater, uh, I enjoyed episode three because I was See? a little... Tipsy. See, like I said, I, I'm like way behind. I still enjoy it. I'm like way behind on the pop culture references on a lot of things. So uh, when the first time I saw any of the Star Wars at the theater was when they were re-released before Episode One. What with my wife because she is a hardcore Star Wars nut, and I enjoyed all of them. I enjoyed them all because you know I saw the re-releases. They were fine. They were okay. And then Episodes One, Two, and Three. I enjoyed because I had nothing to compare them really to. So I watched, and then when people started saying, this is ridiculous, this is horrible, I'm like, I don't understand. It's just as good as the ones that I saw a year ago in my, because I had nothing, I didn't have, well, that, I didn't oh, you're have making me that, twitch. I didn't have that strong base of being so impacted at, a, at an earlier age. Stop it. I Dark saw them, have I, a stroke. I, I, I probably no, will. I saw them all within a few years, so it was kind of like, well, yeah, they're they're just they weren't they didn't have that much of an impact. So I, I and I'll, I'll say it right now, watch him stroke out. One <laughs> the of my favorite man here, one he's of, gonna die of a one stroke. One of my favorite characters was Jar Jar Binks. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> you know what? Right. I can't goofy. be on your show anymore. He was I'm just sorry, goofy. He was silly. I, I didn't care. You know, it's like you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, he's fun. Uh, you know. no. There's a real sad story behind that actor too, the actor that played him because in. Episode one, it was a guy standing there with a Jar Jar mask on his head and some green stuff that they cut out later. It was the dude that full on yeah. was in it. He and got all the social media no. flat okay. and you know too. And he tried to kill himself. Yeah, and you know, you know Bridge, who really wanted that in. part, who lobbied oh, for Michael that Jackson, part. Yeah. yeah, he wanted that part. Then when he found out it was going to be a lot of CGI, he said he didn't want to do it. That would he wanted just to play it in. <laughs> but no, I, you know, so I, again. Had I seen the original Star Wars in 77, I there's no doubt in my mind I would have been locked in like you guys were. I didn't see any of them know. until I'm, after high I'm, school. I, I think am, I would have been. I'm sure it did not affect people the same way it would it affected me. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Now, the summer or two summers before that, 75... Jaws. I saw a major blockbuster at nine years old. Oh, I would have loved that. And we sat in the second row because we got there late. My mom took us all. I was the youngest. I was nine. My sister, who is seven, seven years older than me, I was nine. She was 16. To this day, she is 60, has not seen the entire Star Wars because she was so freaked out. Now, 
family on a budget. She hasn't seen Star Wars. No, because Jaws. She Jaws. No, she you hasn't. Said Star Wars. Did I? I'm sorry. Yeah. She hasn't seen the entire Jaws movie because Maybe of he's having her a stroke. <laughs> Maybe. No. So, growing up, a lot of kids, family on a budget. Our freezer was stocked with, you know, fish, leftovers. No meat. Oh, there was okay. a pork roast. Okay. Okay. In wrapped in cellophane, she would for a year. After we saw Jaws, she would not open the freezer because the, the wrapped Jeez. meat was... A, she was so freaked out. 20 minutes into the movie, she wanted to leave. She was sitting in front of us with her friend, Noel Bonick. Uh They were sitting in front of us in the very first row of the theater. She was so freaked out, she would not exit the theater because she did not want to turn her back to the screen. Now, my son, who is now nine years old, sees Jaws up on in our DVD. We have Jaws. We have, like, the anniversary edition. It is, to this day, one of my favorite movies. That it is made well it done. It is, to this day, one of my favorite movies. So when the anniversary edition came out on DVD, we bought it whenever, I don't know, whatever blankety-blank anniversary that right. was several years ago. Right. My son, like most... Seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids, boys, loves dinosaurs, but his all-time favorite thing in the world is sharks. So he sees that DVD up on the shelf, and for three, four years now, he goes, Pop, when can I watch Jaws? Okay, I was waiting for him to say, my nine-year-old watched Jaws. No, no, no. Wait, what's the reaction? No, I'm telling him. I think I told him when he was 16 he can watch it. That's, I think that's so. a good age. I think I watched it first when I was 12 so or 13. So I saw it and was completely freaked out. A completely bit, freaked out yeah. at nine years old. But still, to this day, one of my favorite movies of all time. It one of my all time well favorites. So I am awesome. really looking forward to five, six, seven, eight years from now watching that. On DJ Sheridan's 70-inch TV that's in our <laughs> in our family room with my son to yeah. see him watch that and then get yelled at by my wife oh, for letting yeah. him. <laughs> Mike and I reviewed Jaws. It is one of Mysterious Mike's favorite movies of all time. He is very passionate about sharks. Um, he always talked about wanting to study sharks growing up in high school, which I admired, and he switched to computers. Both of us did, but he continued. I didn't. I became a it photographer. Sounds right. So, anyways, um, he's still obsessed with. No, you're an idiot for many other reasons yeah, besides well, you being one a... of the many. But um, <laughs> he, that's why he's obsessed with scuba diving. He loves scuba diving because he wants to get eaten by a shark. He loves being around the sharks. He loves doing wreck dives and trying to swim with the sharks. He doesn't want to get eaten by them. But um, he and I got in a big <laughs> argument. Good for him. I, yeah, you know, good on him. I mean, for me, not wanting to be me, eaten by a shark. I would wear a suit made out of pork chops. I'd be like, come and get me. But I'm scared of the water, so no, I'm not. Anyways, um, that would explain argued. your bathing habits. Oh, <laughs> wow. See, this podcast has gone on so long, he's getting mean now. I remember when I liked you. No, you know. Yeah, you're right. I never did. I'm surprised it took him this long. <laughs> but, no, we got in an argument on what was the first original summer blockbuster. Because I argued up and down. It was just. That it was Star Wars. Because Star Wars just set a whole nother level. 
No. He argued his jaws. jaws. It was like, jaws. That's fine, but I still I like I like my wars, man. As yeah. much as as much as I would love to say it's Star Wars, it was Jaws. There is no question. Oh, I know, but I still like to argue because it was just. You just love to argue. Bigger. Yeah. Well, well, it's a different genre too. Yeah. It is completely. Yeah. So sci-fi esque, but we, yeah. we've not covered. A, you know. We've covered the 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 pros and cons of going to theaters. Uh, the streaming services obviously have hurt the theater business. They have uh, they have changed the way we consume stuff. There's you know we can go on and on about the cons of of being you know not as not as impactful as seeing on the big screen. But let's talk about some of the very briefly, and then we got to wrap up because as right. Matt said, it's past his bedtime. Um, oh, the, no, it's I don't past sleep. mine too. I, haven't even eaten the, yet. I didn't sleep last night. The uh, pluses of the streaming services. Uh, well, I'll, I'll even go back further than that. I remember when uh, I was in high school, we got our first VHS. Our we first had VHS. Yeah. But I was in high school. I was in the. <laughs> I was out of high school. I think maybe it's senior year. Didn't have cable till high school. We're broadcast TV. So the advent of VHS. Did then, you have Betamax? No, did not. But we a friend did. of ours did. We did. Way better Briefly. quality. Briefly. Way better quality. And our next door neighbor owned, a, or three houses up, owned a Laserdisc store in town. <gasps> oh. And those were cool. Big, yeah, big, cute. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so but the, you the know, change. You know killed Beta, though, right? And well, it, it was only Sony, TV. wasn't it? No. Money. No. Well, no, what it always is, always, every single time when it comes Marketing. to a hard format, nope, pornography. Whichever whichever one pornography jumps on <laughs> is the one that excels. Happened with Blu-ray, too. Huh. Interesting. And DVD. But yeah, the, I know, it's messed the, up, but the, it's true. The way we consume movies, specifically what we're talking about today, has changed. And the idea of being able to go to a store and rent a movie and watch it more than once or watch it and be able to pause it, because you couldn't do that with TV. Right. You couldn't do that at a theater. Right. Changed how we view the movie experience. Now it's on us, not on the projector. Right. If we need to stop it, we can hit pause. If we need to back up, we can back up. Then... Obviously, DVDs and and Blu-rays, where the crispness, the quality changed. Things like the director's commentary and things like that. Yep. Oh, completely the behind-the-scenes stuff. stuff. I mean, some of these movies yeah. have more hours in behind-the-scenes oh, yeah. stuff than the movie itself. Three Many times over. More. And then yeah. now with streaming, I remember late '80s, early '90s, when you would hear reports or read an article about there will be a time. When you can turn on your TV and tell it to start playing a movie, the on yeah. on demand things yeah. were still years off. That was huge when cable and satellite TV started adding the on demand. And now, of course, yeah, the Netflix. Stuff. Yep. Now, of course, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, right. Apple TV, everywhere else you can get stuff. Yeah, it's hurt some things. For guys like me, the beauty of it is now. I can go back and watch a movie that you can't, you couldn't even find these on VHS. Yep. You, you know, you, we didn't know they came out in theater because we were, you know, there, there's years that are blacked out for me for various reasons, but mainly, <laughs> mainly for things like work. I mean, I didn't know what movies were coming out. We didn't have broadcast TV for a long time. So I didn't know what was coming out. I didn't see trailers. I don't get to get to the theater. Now I can pull up Netflix and go, I've never heard of this movie. 
Well, Let's watch. I've never heard of this TV show. I could watch things when I'm available at 3, 4 in the morning because I'm working all day. And I agree with that. But on the other side, now to hurt the theaters, you have me who will say, well, that looks like it might be okay, but I'll wait until it comes yes. out on Netflix. But I can argue against that. Um Yes, the streaming services have hurt the theaters to a level. That's for sure. And as you see, and I have been a victim of it twice now, um, you have services like MoviePass and Cinemia where they're coming and trying to combat things yeah. like Netflix with an all-you-can-eat movie ex- yeah. theater-going experience. And they've the two trying I've had bring has customers in. But yeah. if we had an AMC here, I would have AMC... Exactly. A, in a bigger a metro plus, area. Or whatever it's called... My brother-in-law has it. He gets three movies a week. Um, the AMC movie, A+, whatever the hell it is, is exploding. And they are expanding it because people are jumping on it so big. So clearly what the problem is, is it needs to be tied to the theater itself, yeah. not a independent service for right. it to flourish. Because right. then the theater can say... Okay, well, this isn't doing well, so we're not going to offer this. We're going to, you know, da 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 da. And the movie and it draw, well. it, the movie draw is still there. You can right. still get people in there. It's just, right. it's a change in marketing now. So, so it's a whole different ball game. There are pros and cons. Obviously, the the convenience, the availability, the s- wide variety, and so many choices. Obviously, is just overwhelming. So there's some great things about it. I'm not going to cancel my Netflix account. I'm not going to cancel my oh, Amazon. No way. There's just so much content out there, so many opportunities to enjoy stuff. We are uh, truly living in like a golden oh, yeah. age oh, of yeah. entertainment. We, Isn't it great? Absolutely. Yeah, we are in a media paradise. It is, it yeah. is incredible, especially for people like me that love to read, that love to look at art, that love to watch movies, that love to consume all this stuff. I, I don't have enough hours in the day. I really don't. I will admit that. I'll but, jump um, to that. Yeah. I, I can I can argue a couple. Um, you can tell people really do love going to the movies and loving the movie theater experience just purely based on a movie that I talked about earlier. And you know, you're arguing not going to see. You're never going to see. Is oh, Endgame. Endgame. Endgame is lighting the world on yeah. fire. Um, it made more domestically its first opening weekend than a movie has made since, I think, Titanic or Avatar. It's going to probably be number one. It'll probably be the first $3 billion movie. It's already made two. That blows my mind. It's literally been out for three weeks since it's already made $2 billion. Just because it makes money doesn't make yeah. it good. No, yeah. I never said anything about there, it being good. There are lots people of... People still... Well, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not saying it's for everybody. But the experience is why people want to go. Well, and that's the beauty of what we've been talking about for this however long we've been talking. Is there's so much there's so much out there that everybody can find something that appeals to them. I'm not a a superhero. I'm not a sci-fi guy. There's so much more I can consume. Matt, there's so much you can watch. Dirk, there'll be more. Yes. One of my yes. Star Wars TV. What's is it? Uh, uh, Disney. Yeah. Who's well, doing the? Who's uh, continuing? Disney, Disney now. Plus. That's yeah. one that's really don't get me started. That ah, that's out. a whole other podcast. That's an interesting one that came out with. Uh, they did a poll recently, a national poll about Netflix and Disney Plus because um, Netflix is losing all the contracts on their Disney stuff. Yes. Yes. That's why Disney Plus is coming. 
25% uh, of people polled said they're going to drop Netflix the instant Disney Plus comes out. So we'll see what happens with I, Netflix. I will not be. I will be in the 75% that keeps I'm it. I'm going to keep Netflix line. because I like a lot of the original content. They really yeah. are signing on people that are very creative. It's great. Oh, all right, Maddie. Let we got to wrap this yeah, up, Maddie. We'll plug, away, plug away. Plug away. Where can real folk... film nerds? It's R E L, not R E A L. I actually bought both domains, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cheater. Um, Hinshaw photo. Uh, real film nerds. Let us know how sh bad we are. I almost said another. <laughs> but, uh, let us know how bad we are, because uh, I still haven't gotten that elusive first email. So one of these days. <laughs> I've gotten a handful of reviews. I got ten reviews on iTunes, so that's you got good. you've got Maybe nine more than one. me. Three of them are mine. Yeah, <laughs> Dirk. Where can folks find out about you and your uh, your band of pirates? The Blue Milk dot com and on Facebook, the Blue Milk Podcast. All right, check them out. Support these local podcasters. Support support me so I can pay this bar tab. A couple of final thoughts as we go out here. Uh, one, thank you to the folks at The Raven. This is a, a hub, a great spot to hang out for local artists. There's original art up on the walls. They rotate it in and out. They're a great supporter of local artists, including uh, letting us hang out here. They've been very good to me over the years. The, this is one of the greatest spots for hearing and witnessing local music. So go out. That's one reason why I started this podcast in, in you know five years ago was to immerse myself, get myself reacquainted with local artists, local creators of, of things that are great. Uh, so go out wherever you happen to be listening to this. Find, search out, go find local artists, musicians, painters, authors, whatever, podcasters, and support them. Go out there and, uh, and find them and let your friends know about them. If you have a theater in your area, in your hometown, or in your surrounding area that plays older movies or specialty movies, independent films, maybe an old movie house that's a single screen, support it, tell others, share it on social media. We can never, in this world of, of streaming and of on-demand and of personalized entertainment, nothing will take the place of walking into a theater, turning off your cell phone, and sitting with your family, watching the big screen, stuffing your face with popcorn. Go out and enjoy that. And I, I shouldn't have to say this, but I will because I'm sure it rings true. There are some of you listening to this who may have never seen a movie in a theater. Do it. Do it. Uh, you know, go, go find a local playhouse that does live entertainment. Support local comedy. F come to the Raven the third Thursday of every month and, uh, and, and listen to some jokes. Do yeah. something. Listen to Mr. Mile High Show. <laughs> tell jokes about me for a half hour. Do something that s creates art, that encourages those people that are creating art. Go out and create some of your own. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.